the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, the Billikens will wrap up their season, their regular season, tomorrow at Chaffetz Arena against VCU, a 3 o'clock game. It's a blowout, and there are still tickets available if you'd like to go see this 21-22 edition of the St. Louis U basketball team before they head off to D.C. for the A-10 tournament. The coach, Travis Ford, joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Coach. How are you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. Doing well. Thank you. All right. So I believe that the toughest thing to do in sports is go on the road and win a conference basketball game. And you guys have had an up and down stretch run on the road, but now you get a chance to close out at home. My question is, how do you feel about this team going to a neutral court in the A-10 tournament? Well, you know, we feel good in a lot of ways, but there's areas we've got to get better at. Um, You know, we're coming off a really good win on the road at Rhode Island, which is a tough place to play and a really talented basketball team. So it was a good win for us on Wednesday night. Uh, Got a, you know, a a real tough game tomorrow here at Shape. It's a big game at 3 o'clock against uh, a team right now that's, uh, you know, tied for first place in VCU. Uh, But, you know, I I like our chances. Uh, I think there's some, you know, really – really good teams in the A-10. I don't think there's anybody better than us. I wouldn't say we're better than everybody else. Um, you know, I, I think it's up for grabs in D.C. next week um, on who can win it. I think we're definitely one of the teams. Um, we've got to rebound the ball better than we have been. We've got to, you know, take care of the basketball. We've had a few turnover issues. Uh, but, you know, we need to be our best. We need to have time we head to D.C. next week. As, as every team will say, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's time to play your best. Uh, well, Coach, as you mentioned, you face a really hot VCU team on Saturday. And when you look at the Rams, what are some keys that your team needs to drill in on in, o- in order to win that game? Yeah, you know, they've won eight straight games. So you're exactly right. They're, they're a hot team, probably the hottest team in our league at this point. Uh, we've got to take care of the basketball. They lead the league in forcing turnovers. They're forcing opponents to almost 18 turnovers a game. Uh, they're going to apply a lot of pressure defensively, full court, half court. Uh, so we've got to do a great job of taking care of the ball and getting the shot we want. And then defensively, we've got to be able to guard one-on-one. They're you know really talented offensively. Uh, every player on their teams really can create their own shot, get to the rim, uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a battle in the paint. You know, both teams are physical teams. Both of us like to score around the rim, um, so it should be an interesting game. They like to play fast. We like to play fast, so it should be uh, a fun and exciting game, Coach. If I go back to the way I felt about the A10 at the beginning of the season, as opposed to the way I feel about the A10 now, I I really think that the 
the conference is better than I thought it was going to be. What's your take? Did you think it was going to be this good? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You make a really good point. I'd say coming out of non-conference, uh, we did not – I don't know if any team had a great non-conference, except maybe Davidson. Uh, you know, the whole league overall probably had a little bit of a disappointing non-conference, um, you know, record. But now we've gone through the, through pretty much the whole season at this point. There are, I think, five to six teams in this league, and I've talked to a lot of media, a lot of coaches – and everybody agrees when you start talking about Davidson, VCU, Dayton, us, Richmond, St. Bonaventure, these are all legit teams. We're all in the top 60 in the net, somewhere around in there. Um, you know, we've proven here later in the season that any of us can win on any given night against any type competition. So I think right now it is an extremely strong team. I don't know how many we'll get in the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, no more than two. Hopefully we can get to. I don't think it'll be more than two at this point. It doesn't look like. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's a league with a lot of talent right now and five or six teams that are that are playing good basketball. Coach, it's also senior night on Saturday. And, and just like last year, this group of seniors has endured things that you probably never had to deal with in your coaching tenure. So as you look at this group that, that's departing, what's going to be the way that you remember them? Yeah, that's 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 uh, you know a good question. Senior nights are always emotional. Um, you know, you're always reflecting, um, and we have a a, a a a different group in that. You know, like Martin Lenson's been here for two years and really made his impact. He's going to go down as you know uh, a player that's that I've enjoyed coaching. He plays with an incredible amount of energy. He's been a great leader for us. And you look at a guy like a walk on Brandon Courtney, who's been here for four years and, and, and all that he's been through and Deandre Jones, this is his only year here. Uh, so, uh, and, and then obviously Javante Perkins, who's been here and still, you know, obviously trying to decide what he's going to do next. He, he definitely could be back next year and play for us. But these guys, as all everybody <laughs> on this earth has been through so much over the last couple of years, but watching these guys balance and handle all the distractions as far as games canceled, dealing with COVID protocols. People have no clue. Every day these guys were testing. We went through a period where you're testing every day. Then it was like three times a week. Then it was two times a week. And we were going on the road and having to go to different places to go test. And all the different things these guys have gone through. And as I always told them, all this is just going to make you stronger. It's just going to, you'll reflect back on it someday and, You'll look at it, and you got to think about all the different things we learned just to be patient and, you know, only worry about the things we can control. But these guys have been through a lot the last couple of years. Travis, this is going to be kind of a, a meandering question, but I want to set it up for you. I remember, remember reading a story about Bill Belichick in a film session with his team one time, and he was complaining to his team that somebody scored a touchdown. He said, hey, you guys didn't even go over and greet him. You guys aren't cheering for each other enough. He said that this is important to build chemistry. And I watch a guy like Terrence Hargrove Jr. off the court, and I, I wonder from a coaching perspective and in practice if what I see is what Bill Belichick was talking about. He seems like he's really a great supporter of everybody on your team. Hey, no question about it. DJ, TJ especially, has just got an outgoing personality, probably one of the more outgoing personalities on our team. Overall, our team is a really low-key team. Uh, they don't 
know, when they're together, they're all they're all tight. They all get along great. They're very close, but they're not a loud team. Uh, I, you know, I've been doing this so long that, you know, you can reflect on teams. Last year's team with Jordan Goodwin and those guys, they were loud. They were, when they're on the bus or on the airplane, different things, loud. You know, this is a very quiet team. Now, they pull for each other for sure, um, but it's uh, it's interesting how different teams can develop a different or have a different type personality based on you know kind of who the leaders are and different things like that have you ever had a situation like we're talking about with with belichick where you, you have to say hey and you said this pull team team pulls for each other where you had to kind of remind them that hey we are a team it's not a, a group of individuals oh absolutely absolutely uh i've had to do it with this team and it's not because they don't want to uh, at times, and they, they 90% of the time they do it great. You know, they're up and going, but they're just a, kind of a low-key personality team. We've showed them on a bench t- at times when a big play's being made that, guys, we need everybody up because everybody needs energy. Everybody needs motivation. Everybody needs that support. Um, and, you know, I think even nowadays it's, it's, it's different than it was five or six years ago and, uh, you know, if you can get that camaraderie on your team on a consistent basis, it makes a huge difference. But I've talked to a lot of coaches, and they all kind of have the same issue, that it's not like it used to be for whatever reason, and we can give all kinds of reasons we think. Uh, but uh, when, you ha- when you have that, it really makes a difference. Coach, I know you have a big game this weekend. There's another big game this weekend. Mike Krzyzewski is taking the court for his final home game at Cameron Indoor Stadium versus North Carolina on Saturday. And I know that you were on Kentucky for the famous Leitner game. And it's just amazing to look back at what he's been able to accomplish during his tenure at the head co- as the head coach at Duke, or really his entire college basketball career. But I, I didn't know if you had a, short, a story, Travis, that you could share with us about Coach K or just talk about what you've learned from him observing him during this time. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was recruited by Duke out of high school uh, for about a year and a half, year and a half almost two years, um, and and spoke to him on several occasions and, and the assistant coaches. And it was a place I was highly considering and probably went would have went there possibly. Um, but Bobby Hurley ended up going there. He, they were recruiting both of us very hard, and uh, he committed kind of early. So I was out of the mix there. So I did get to know him a little bit. And then I was around him on some USA basketball. I was trying out for the Pan American Games uh, and uh, another Olympic-type games one time that he was the director and was around him for three or four days, uh, and you learned so much. But what I love about Coach K is obviously he's made an enormous, enormous impact on college basketball, maybe one of the biggest impacts of college basketball. But – you know, he took a Duke program that was just a very okay program, very okay, and stuck with it. And they stuck with him for 10, 11, 12 years before they had any success. You know, I don't think that would happen nowadays uh, at all. Um, and then he's turned it into one of the great college basketball programs year in and year out with championships and Final Fours and things like that. And uh, it, you know, not many have stayed at one place as long as he has and turned it into something that it wasn't before he got there. So I think that's pretty cool. And, uh, there's no question, uh, the impact he's made on our game. 
Coach, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole the other day with the Leitner game, and you obviously were there playing for Kentucky. And one thing that struck me in watching Coach K and Coach Patino was when everything around them in the last two minutes of that game was swirling, it seemed like those two guys were really level-headed. You were there right next to Coach Patino. Was it the way I observed it? It didn't seem like there nobody... It didn't seem like anybody was rattled. Anybody was bothered at all. It was just great basketball. Yeah, it's going to go down as one of the all-time great NCAA games um, for how the game was played, for what was on the line. Obviously, a Final Four berth was on the line. It, it was an Elite Eight game. Um, you know, Duke at the time was, I think, number one or two in America. We weren't even supposed to be in that game uh, and had made it there. But, yes, I think you're looking at two of the all-time greatest college coaches ever uh going head to head and a lot of strategy going on in the last couple of minutes of the game a lot of strategy and uh you saw both coaches you know make adjustments make big plays both teams made huge plays and unfortunately for our side they made the last big play but it was it it is one of the great uh college ncaa games uh, in history. We're looking forward to tomorrow and tickets are still available and I, I want people to get out and see this really good St. Louis U team and Travis, you, you haven't had many seasons where you've, and obviously you lost Perkins before the season started but with COVID and with injuries you're actually going into the tournament in pretty good shape and that hasn't happened much for you. No, it hasn't. Um, you know, for the most part, uh, we're pretty healthy at this point um, and you know, we've been up and down. We've played. Um, I, I think we've played some really good basketball. I don't think we've, you know, been really bad. Uh, you know, we weren't very good at Davidson, but that had a lot to do with Davidson. To, you know, I, I'm still hoping we have our best in us because we still need to be our best. How we've played lately is not going to be quite good enough to get us where we want to go, but I still think we have it in us. Uh, we'll go to D.C. and, like I said, be one of five or so teams that, people think could win it um but we have a huge one tomorrow we don't need to get ahead of ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know this BCU team is uh they're, they're they've got a lot of experience they're they're pretty veteran basketball team they're playing 11 players a game uh eight or more minutes they're big they're athletic uh really impressive team so we need to pack shape it's tomorrow's last home game three o'clock tomorrow against a really Really good VCU team, and it's a blue out. Don't forget to wear your blue, Coach. We always wear your blue. Yep, we always enjoy having you on the show. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow. We'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, appreciate you having me. Have a great weekend. Thanks a lot. You too. And you can go to slewbillikins.com for tickets, or just go to three one four nine seven seven four SLU three one four nine seven seven four SLU. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.